you. I'm Rachel Jankovic. I'm Becca Merkel. And we are on take two of this podcast because yeah. Yeah. our first start, what we did is complained about the heat. <laughs> not, we weren't really complaining, but no, we, weren't. we were just telling you we about the heat. Dwelling, dwelling on the heat. <laughs> and then the AC wasn't working, so we decided to go on a drive in the country. And as we were going on a drive in the country, so also our conversation went nowhere. <laughs> but right now we're up in the mountains somewhere. Hitting the washboard room. If you want any tips for making your podcast professional, Look email us. Simply email us to get your tips on how to make good background noises. <laughs> Audio. Audio. And also, just, and also just topical, you know, how to I'm, stay focused. I'm trying to hit a part of the road. Yeah, we are seeing a lot of deer more than usual. Wow. It's so loud. <laughs> okay. The washboard behind us and the laughing alongside us by Becca. Right, we got to we got to pull it together, everybody. Yeah, it's not me. On. I'm very controlled. It was 108 at my house when I got to Rachel's. It was 106 up on her hill, and then we went up into the mountains a little bit, and it's 104. So you can see that we're making headway. Yeah, and we have to keep moving or else my AC <laughs> fizzles. It out. does not support our needs no. adequately but if we're, we're kind sitting of still. up in a weird, pretty mountainy little space with meadows and there's deer and the deer are also looking a little everyone's petulant. looking everyone's looking a little fed up right yeah. now yeah. so uh yeah so now you know that we blessed you by deleting the first 25 minute take of you this didn't have to hear about my attic or the rhubarb no died. but you should actually know that becca chose mm. on a 104 degree day eight uh, eight it was not 100. Yeah, wow. it was. I took a okay. picture. 108 degree day. She chose to do work in her attic of an of a non air conditioned home. But not when I say chose. I had to. It was it was like forced upon me by circumstance. All right, but you let it be known that Becca's heat management style is to work in the attic, yeah, which is not. Let it also be known that Becca is sweaty and flustery wearing Carhartt pants that are covered in insulation. <laughs> yeah. So if you think that that is going to help us to stay focused on a good, insightful conversation, then yeah, good luck to you. Good luck to you. Let's see what happens. Yeah. We'll, we'll have to find out what happens. Okay. I did have something that I wanted to say. Somebody sent me this. Actually, shout out to Leslie Gore. She's the one right. who shared this with me. This is straight up, straight up from the southern lands, the southern Baptist lands, okay. I think. The lands where lots and lots of people do things that are not what I would agree with. That okay. makes, but I'm just saying, it's not. this is not from our circles, but I still think it's a really interesting thing to talk about. Okay. So this man goes ahead and shares up this insight. It's easy to be busy for God rather than to be intimate with Him. Okay. And everybody is just, man, so true, this insight. Mm. Easy to be busy for God rather than to be intimate with Him. And here's the real heart behind this problem is that this is not an either-or situation. Like, it's easy. It's totally true that some people could be busy in good works that is not actually for God, though. You know, like good works that is... Well, okay. I'm going to push back just a little bit. Alright, push back. I'm and then we back. can get in a good heat-induced fight. <laughs> on the washboard. Which is, once again, You could probably aggressive. drive a little faster. No, I can't because it gets really loud. Oh, okay. Uh, no, here's the thing. We were given the Mary Martha thing, and Jesus did say... Mary has chosen the better part and Martha was genuinely doing good work for Christ. I mean, it's a house full of people that yeah. have to eat. Sure. She really was doing good work and um, getting flustery about it, but Jesus looked at those two options and he said, yep. Mary chose the better part. So, yep. you know, I'm just saying there is at least something there. Yes, is, but the, I think the problem is 
in all the assumptions, the, the problem that is happening here is acting like being busy is not like, okay, being busy is necessarily in, in some kind of uh, antagonistic relationship with to your walk with God. Yeah, right. And that's a thing that I think any Christian who has set out to do a thing to honor the Lord that is hard and they try to walk with the Lord through doing a hard thing can tell you that there is no intimacy like God like walking step by step yeah. seeking to honor him yeah. because and I think the way that this is phrased is far more it, it comes well and culturally where it's coming from I think it's talking far more about your your you know, a certain kind of an emotional experience with yeah. God that you're trying to have. Yeah, I don't like the way it's phrased, but no, I, just, I don't. I just to be clear, I do not think all of this is. I don't think this is false because I think if your options were to go be busy, hey, we're on paved road. But see, here's the thing: is that like there's obedience to God, which means honoring your husband, loving your children being a keeper at home, you know, like those kinds of things. And that kind of obedience is how you grow closer to God or greater intimacy with God. But there's a kind of a Christian busy in the world. Well, and actually, and actually very much in this Southern Baptist world. Where it's kind of like I making crock pods of beanie weenies to take (laughs) somewhere all the time. Yes. And I'm spending a ton of time figuring out rotation for the potluck and putting together the bulletin board that goes here and I'm yeah. doing the camp out with these and people church and programs and the, program and the and programs I'm, yeah forever and, and feeling like you have to because if I didn't do the bulletin board that I'm not I, loving I, I God I wouldn't be a Christian yeah now, of course you could do a bulletin board in a way that honors God and is in service to him but there is this kind of level of busy 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 around the edges of obedience totally. rather than well, it's oftentimes obedience. around somebody else's obedience, like yeah. like somebody has the idea and then a lot of other people are the worker bees of it. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like people, it's amazing how one of the first temptations that Christians face to like not reading the word is to listen to other people talk about it. Like yeah. that it's a way, it's like a proxy way of feeling like you're still living like a sure. Christian. Yeah. I'll just put a little side note here. If you're not reading your Bible, but you are faithfully listening to what have you, you should swap us out for something (laughs) of more value. (laughs) Dedicate the time you spend not listening to the word and, you know, do that instead. And then if you have excess, come back to us. But the point is what I'm, all I'm trying to say here is that I have been thinking about this because I do think it's a balance. I do think it's a hard thing to like hone in on. Isn't that great? This is so cute. It's yeah. such a cute farm in a meadow surrounded by trees in the mountains. It's yeah. amazing. Okay. Uh, I've been thinking about this because I keep seeing. So, like, there's some, like, don't let everyone shame you, you know, bullet point encouragement Instagram thing that's been coming around. Somebody sent it to me. And it was, like, this whole thing about how it, it was kind of like, your kids are all fighting and screaming and you know what? It's okay. Ignore it. Whoa. You know what I mean? It's like, get yourself a glass of wine and rest. You deserve it. Oh, no. Yeah, it's totally like everything's a train wreck, but don't you bother thinking it has anything to do with you. Like, what? just... What could go wrong? No, it's just like, you know what? Let's just let it pass. However it passes while we don't tune into our duties, but we do feel what we need to feel is perfectly accepted and loved and amazing. It is genuinely as if you know that God is going to come back and look at your little garden plot Mm -hmm. and every, all the ladies are telling each other, do not worry that the slugs are eating your Why? Would you feel bad you about just, that? You go inside. Let's all together not prepare for the bridegroom. And then we'll just be, yourself. we'll be a whole group of people not yeah. trying at all the to get ready. The have come and eaten all the lettuce. And it's fine. Because yeah. why yeah. would we bother doing anything earwigs. but a poor job for Jesus? Earwigs are infesting yeah. everything. But let's not talk about earwigs. You trouble yourself. Earwigs are actually being a problem in my life right um, now. 
that's too bad. They're just grosser outside yeah. than I like to think but of. But it's just, me. it's kind of like, don't you worry about putting a fence up and letting the Why bother tending what God in? has given you to tend no. when you could ignore it and numb yourself to it by drinking alcohol that you should not be drinking? You yeah. know? Yeah. Why not? And, it, and the thing that's weird about this is that everybody's anxious to share it because it's like a weird mashup in Christian circles with those two things that we were just talking about. Like the Mary Martha kind of like just chill out and don't take it personally. Mm -hmm. You know we're in Troy, right? I figured we'd yeah. pop out in Troy at some point. Yeah. Um, so it's this, it's this weirdness of like don't fluster yourself with, you know, doing yeah. your duties. Yeah. When you could just feel accepted no, as and, you are. And I can't imagine that anything will go wrong with those little kids that have been entrusted <coughs> to you. Right. And and that's a big thing. It's a big thing because when you think about it, any of the parables, how does Jesus feel about the people who don't yeah. work, who do not keep their lamps trimmed and burned? Yeah. One of the things. <laughs> yeah, I'm throwing that. That was like. We should, I feel like we should burst into song on that one. <laughs> I know. Um, but that whole concept of like, there are parables about this. And one of the things that's not going to happen is Jesus saying, I'm so oh. glad you let the kids fight all afternoon and just have a At glass of wine. At least you got your wine. At least you felt loved and accepted, <laughs> which is actually not, it's not actually what he tells us to do. It is oh. not, that's not Jesus giving you that counsel. That's somebody else. This is the whole trick the Bereans were good at, was hold these things up to Scripture yeah. and see if it sounds familiar. And ask yourself if this is like that and say, <laughs> it isn't. It is not. I reject your suggestions. I think, okay, so, and that's the thing that I think I'm wanting, like, I'm never sure when you're talking to people, what is, what is the thing that is more dominant in the culture? Because there, you know what I mean, there can be both. Like, there are totally works, righteousness, driven cultures where mm -hmm. women are doing way too much trying to save themselves and yeah. not at all just accepting, not, you know, like, I love this about the Sabbath, that it's very stop, put your pencils down right. every Lord's Day. Um, but there are a lot of people who never receive that kind of rest that's like, you work hard and mm -hmm. then you give it to God and no matter like I think the harder I work at some things the more I have to give it to God like the more I have to consciously Definitely. that like the more and so I don't find it to be like well it is okay this reminds me of the whole Quaker thing where they're like okay. they intentionally put a flaw oh yeah into right. their stuff because they didn't want to be looking like they thought they were God and you're <laughs> like what is wrong with you yeah. Did you not know that you could try as hard as possible to make it perfect and it still won't be perfect? Like, right. um, And I think that that's the thing is that the harder you're working to honor God, the more often you're offering to God something that actually feels very insufficient. Right. Well, but also the more you work on it, the more invested you become, which makes it harder to, harder to let go of, harder to walk away from. And it takes more faith in a way to say, that's the best I can do. Lord, please receive it. Yeah. Right? You're like, uh -huh. okay, that's... We've talked about this before with, like, like hospitality, I say this. You think, you think in advance that you're like, you know what would be nice? I should do something. I should do something nice for some people. And you think in your mind it's going to be like... You know, you're going to plan something beautiful with the table set beautifully and the beautiful food that will all work out and it will all be so chillaxy for everyone and great. But somehow the event happens in a way that is more like you are working a pancake line and you barely get a yeah. chance to see anyone and you're slapping, we call it the frantic pancake style, <laughs> where you're just, and it's not just in hospitality, it's in raising your kids, it's in all other kinds of places oh, yeah. where you think, what I want to be accomplishing is so woefully short right. of what I am accomplishing yeah. that it is heavy sometimes. Yep. And the yep. heaviness, but I just think the harder you're working, if you're also really walking with the Lord, then you're working really hard and giving it to him over and over 
and I would say there's almost nothing that is keeps you more closely intimate with the Lord than that. Yeah. Because especially when you you have that sensation that, well, I guess what I have here is two mites when I thought I might have something better. Well, I thought it was going to be offering God something nice, but this is what happened. <laughs> and this is where I am. But then you have to be thankful for that, offer it to him freely, offer it gladly. And I would say in all kinds of things, like in child rearing or whatever, there are times where you're like, I don't know what to do about this particular thing, or I want to do better at this particular right. thing, or I want to, you know, I'm, I want to do thus and such right. for my kids. And you genuinely don't know how you could do that, how it could fit into your life, your day, your time, anything. And that ends up with a lot more seeking the Lord, like, this is what I want to offer that I'm incapable of offering. Right. And... But I am giving you everything I have, and I'm asking for you to turn it into something beautiful. Yeah, and the thing is, is if we are supposed to look at the least of these and see Christ, then surely Christ is able to, to look, look at, at the, the least, least things that efforts. we do <laughs> and see something, and see he can something use. more glorious. Well, and yeah. one of the things that we have is like, what's the least glorious thing you that humans have? And I would say one of our least glorious of all things probably is our trials. You know, yeah. like what if you have a trial of some kind of a skin infection or something? Mm -hmm. It's not really glorious, right. you know. And, yeah. and yet, what does the Bible tell us? That this is working in us eternal yeah. glory. And yeah. it's something that's so, like, it will pale everything on this side of eternity will pale in comparison with the glory that's coming. Yeah. Not and not coming unconnected from the inglorious things we're dealing with here. No, and I feel like if you isn't it like first Peter where if you read through first Peter looking for just trials and suffering and hardship and how closely it is connected to glory the whole time. Isn't uh -huh. that first Peter? I think so. Where it's just there's so much of that. And so looking at your trial and seeing past it and seeing through it, and in fact, seeing through it, I think is more important. Like the temptation looking, it's is kind to of like try keeping to your, around it. Keeping your head up. But somehow this trial is sent to you by God in order to accomplish his glory in it. And this is something Ben's been preaching through John. Um, and... It's been really good. So if you need sermons to listen to, you know, there's yeah. that. Dad's that, sermon this last uh, Sunday was smoking good. You oh, should good. listen to that awesome. one too. Well, so I'll trade you sermon recommends. He's yeah. been working through John, and one of the things he was pointing out is that it a few places, like the man born blind, the um, the people all want to know what caused this. Mm -hmm. You know, like here's. Here's a trial. Where's the sin? What caused it? Yeah. And Jesus points to the purpose of it. Yeah. Which is where he says, you know, like, it was to glorify God. It was so that God's glory would be seen. And and I can't remember. There was another one he was pointing out. <coughs> but it's the same thing. People want to, the apostles or whoever it is, are wanting to know the cause of the problem. Yeah. And Christ is pointing to the purpose of the problem and it's that's a really good way of flipping how you're looking so at something good. because you want to say why is this happening to me and whose fault is it and looking around for somebody to blame rather than saying like why did God send this to me and what what purpose did he have in mind for me in it you know right Which totally is just, it really flips how you approach trials suffering hardships totally because because you have to actually believe Jesus that what he's doing, like what he says he's doing, he's doing. And all the time when you, like, I've used, I'm sure I've said this on the podcast, but I'll say it again because I can't remember if I win, whatever. But you know, back, back in the olden days, dad's the DR field and brush mower where you, mm. that thing drove itself on those huge wheels yeah. and it would just yeah. roar across the land with like <laughs> and it could mow through like three inch saplings and yeah, it was out. a real terror to take off behind that thing trying to <laughs> mow the field because as soon as you 
went, you were just off on a race behind this huge mower. It was very, it was very sketchy in many ways. And the thing though that I think of often with parenting specifically is like, you might have this like big idea of what you want to do. What is this? An oversized I feel like we're load about to or hit something? something big? But oh, we yeah, are. You are indeed. Well, we're not gonna out. hit it. We're gonna let it go right by us. Speaking of machines, he's pulling over for us. That you've gotta feel sketchy about. Yeah, that was a big dude. Um. So, anyways, the uh, that DR field and brush mower. This is what I feel like parenting is like. There was a time when what I thought I was gonna be doing as a parent was about. 90% more thoughtful and intentional yeah. than what I've ever done as a parent, <laughs> ever. And I think because before you're actually in it, you don't realize how full-time demanding it is yeah. and what your life will actually be like. So yeah. you imagine this world where you'll all you'll be doing is composing thoughtful lessons making for your children and making memories. Yes, and yeah. there will probably be... Uh, you know, really, really great. Who knows what? You'll probably really be, you know, doing the best on all fronts. Making incredible memories. Yeah, and just that was how it seemed like that's what we're doing here. You know, that's the yeah. goal. And I just remember thinking that, no, because the thing is that this machine of time in your life is moving at a much faster clip than yeah. you're comfortable with. And it can mow over three inch saplings and it Indeed. is going. Like it is off to the races. And yeah. you are too small for it, which I was at the time that the DR field and brush mower was in my life. Yeah. And it is too powerful for you. And there, so instead of this big thoughtful, magnificent time of mothering intentionally, you are instead throwing Cheez-Its over your shoulder <laughs> into the back of a minivan. Exactly. Being like, Try to catch them, you know, whatever. Yeah. I like to pretend I didn't do that ever, but I probably did. So anyways, my point in all of this is to say that one of the greatest blessings for me in having lived what feels like a absolutely frantic, like the frantic pancake crazy life yeah. in a lot of ways is to look back, like now, when I look back, it's it's like I feel like we set out to be like, Lord, we want to make a beautiful garden for you. And we're picturing in our mind some kind of a Versailles yeah, situation that's just going to be breathtaking. And what we do is going to really change the world for everyone. Yeah. And then what actually happens is not that. And so you could get discouraged, but like here you are roaring along behind your crazy speedy machine. Right. And if you actually uh, look over your shoulder after a much enough time has passed, if you've been offering it everything that didn't feel great, you're still offering to God and being yeah. um, willing to feel like a fool, you right. know, like, and just offering it to God and being like, well, Lord, that wasn't. You know, that wasn't yeah. what I had meant well, to I give think... you. But now I feel like I'm far enough into this whole gig that you look back and you see this beautiful garden coming up behind you. Yeah. Through none of your own ability well, or plans or technique. It's a little bit like if you're hiking and you're going up and 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 you keep looking at the top of the mountain. It doesn't get any closer at all. It doesn't yeah. matter. You're just huffling around hot and stuffy and tired and it's not. Mm -hmm. But if you turn and look behind you, it actually turns out, oh, hey, I have made some progress. Yes, it's actually not all dust and rocks. But it is true that if you were to just kick on over to the side of the path, pour yourself a glass of wine and just appreciate yourself, you are not going to see it. <laughs> you wouldn't make and any I progress. Think, I think I'm that's gonna, the thing. I feel like we're being rude about pouring yourself a glass of wine because obviously there's nothing wrong with that. But in place, I'm going to say that there's something wrong with it if you're doing it in the middle of the day instead of dealing with any of your issues. Is that what it was recommending? Yeah. 
Yeah. But neither of us are opposed to wine in the principle. No, I mean, I love to sit down with my husband at the end of a long, crazy day and pour a glass of wine and put your feet up. It's fantastic. But no, don't go lock yourself in the other room. Don't become a wino. That's what we're not admonishing. Okay, but the thing I was going to say is, it's hard work parenting faithfully. It's hard work, like, being hospitable faithfully. It's hard work doing your job to the glory of God. It's like the human life is hard work. It just is. And so whatever you're doing and you're setting out to try to do something glorious and all of the evidence will tell you right away that this is not going like you wanted it to go. It is not glorious right now. This is not what I wanted. Like I was picturing raised beds and urns and perfect oyster shell paths but what we have instead is dirt clods and some infestation of earwigs and you know like my shins are being like chipped up with all the things flicking out of this mower like it's just incredibly hard and it doesn't look like it doesn't look like something is happening what were you pointing at it looked like wild fox club but I don't think it was I think it was something else um, anyways, it, it's like, it doesn't look like what it actually is accomplishing. And the thing that I love about this is that the harder you work and the more you want to glorify God and the more you acclimate yourself to the discomfort of it not looking like what you meant it to look like, the more you, it's so humbling because God actually uses your work that is so meager to make something that is so much more beautiful than but, what you even <clears throat> intended. But I am going to throw place. in a qualifier because this could sound a lot like, and it doesn't matter if everything's a mess, and it doesn't matter if nothing is working, and it, it just pour yourself a glass of wine. It can sound like that because what we're trying to say is, if everything you're doing, you are checking closely against Scripture, and you know that this is obedient, mm-hmm. then the fact that it's hard should not deter you mm-hmm. but but if it's hard because you never disciplined your toddler yeah, it's possible yeah. that it's hard because you're not doing your job you're not lining up with scripture you are making life miserable for yourself just because and that <laughs> right. is that is not something that's just going to turn out to be glorious in the end no 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 you know? so i'm actually talking about what i'm trying to talk about is the is the side of it that is like when my kids were all little there were days where legitimately never felt like you made headway on anything yeah but what you were doing all day long you knew you needed to do yeah so it wasn't it was a day of doing your duties but your duties and you doing them seem woefully insufficient yeah for what you wish you were accomplishing yes so especially especially when my kids were really little that was it's a ton of time spent like talking to people and disciplining people and not letting them fight over the dang toy and giving people rests and snacks and wiping their faces and getting them like and you could just feel like legitimately I don't think there was any forward progress I think what we're saying here is that if you look at the gap that lies between what you did faithfully and obediently today and what you had hoped to get done today and there's this wide gap you can trust god for that but if you are looking at a wide gap between what you did today and what the bible said you ought to do today that is not (laughs) that is not a gap that you should just say oh Uh, whatever like for instance i meant to not lie but i was lying and that's just what god will make it into something glorious right He will, but he'll make it into something glorious through your repentance, your confession, your judgment. Yes, like he will make like you can trust him to make it glorious, even when it feels shameful because you have to acknowledge your sin or right. But you can say, "I'm not going to worry about it." When there's a gap between your faithfulness today and what you had hoped your faithfulness today would have produced, right? And I think it's an interesting. I think it's a really interesting. job for Christian women. I think I think it's a glorious, super fun job for Christian women. But it's the fact that you have to have ambition for what you're trying to do in your house and with your children and what you want it to be like and what kind of table you want to be setting and what kind of 
Like you can have all this ambition for things and still have it be incredibly difficult to like not like your ambition could be for a God honoring glorious thing. And then when you are having an impossible time trying to achieve it, you can feel like you're not honoring God because your ambition is not coming to pass. You know, you're like, this is not happening. I think that's the kind of thing I was talking about is you might be like, I see a world where it's really important that your home be beautiful. And then you could wallpaper a room and think you did a really bad idea. Yeah. You know, you could be like, what have I done? I fell exceedingly short of what I wanted to do. I think it's really important that your home be beautiful. I say that because I ordered some wallpaper and I'm worried about it in advance. Can you tell? (laughs) What kind of wallpaper is that? Uh, I'll have to show you a picture of it. We'll see what you think. What what are you wallpapering? The plan was to wallpaper the foyer, but but we'll have to see if that turns out to be a good plan or a poor plan. It could be, it could be, it could go either way really up in the yeah, air right now but all that all that to say is that's why wallpapering came to mind but my the, my point is you could be like i want to do this thing that i know honors god and then with all your heart with all your soul with all your mind you're pursuing god and trying to honor him with this idea that you have and it just is not coming those things yeah. are not matching up i don't know when in my christian life those things ever have matched up yeah and do you think they match ways. up? Have you? Do you have an experience of that matching up perfectly? Because I think that that's, that's what I was trying to say is like a long life of pursuing God and trying to honor him is so intimate with God because there is so much of a conversation happening all the right. time. Right. And I do think it is like climbing a mountain because that is what the Christian life is supposed to be is we're supposed to be, you know, pushing forward but if you ever felt like well that does it I've arrived I think something's gone terribly wrong you know right it's not the way it is that's kind of that Lewis quote about if you're looking for a is it comfortable or easy probably comfortable religion Christianity is not it yeah you know people are diligently working to try to make it that way uh huh and that's that's the thing. That's the kind of where you got to worry about the PR from some departments. Oh, yeah. I saw a thing. With it being Pride Month, who among us has not seen a thing uh, like this? But it's just that. Did you see a man just one Miss Miss Nevada? He did not. Yeah, he did. That's funny. I mean. Well, I think we're just daring God to strike us with lightning. I think so, I mean, too. just daring him. Speaking of that, here's something I think is interesting. Did you know that? I just think this is really this is really a thing to ponder. <laughs> thing to ponder is that this is like bringing all of our conversations together. The ancient world, all everything. Okay, the phrase "struck by lightning." Yeah. That's like an that's like an idiom phrase for judgment that is much deserved. Sure. Right? Richly deserved judgment. And did you know that Jim Caviezel was struck by lightning while playing Jesus on the cross during the crucifixion scene? He was struck by lightning. And did you know that their takeaway from this was they felt like it was... No, they didn't consider was this that the Mel Gibson movie mm-hmm. they did not consider that they ought not to be doing what they were doing wow <laughs> and I just think if you're pretending to be Jesus on the cross and you're struck by lightning at that moment and I think that their set was struck by lightning some other time also like wow. twice in the shooting of it they wow. were struck by so, lightning and they took it as a real amazing anecdote about is this how we came in yeah, but just go, well, if you go straight, we won't have to do the washboards back. Yeah, I know, but if we go this way, we'll come right to your house. Okay. Well, no, you should go the other way. You can come right to my house the other way, too. It's you. Unless you really want to hit the washboards both ways. You no, know, not particularly, but. Okay, yeah, I'll show you the way to get around. to my house the other way. It'll okay. be okay. 
Anyways, I just find that really funny. That's an example of not taking the omens as one thinks that one should. Like, not being the person who's like, maybe what God is telling us is that we're making some bad decisions. <laughs> I just find that. Wow. Yeah. I knew that they had a lot of trouble in that movie. Yeah, but getting hit by lightning while you're pretending wow. to be Jesus seems really extra to me. Yeah, that is intense. Yeah. You were about to tell us something that you saw. Yes. Oh, oh, it's just one of, it was just some of a zillion conversations where they say, uh, you know, some Christian is like, God calls sinners to repentance about some pride, you know, yeah. some pride post, someone being like, come to Jesus, America, and other people rushing in with so much pomp to be like, I'm just relieved there are some true Christians who know that they have to be supportive and kind and loving. And the, the fact that it's like trying to co-opt Christianity itself as yeah. you're not a true Christian unless you yeah. unless you honor our gods. Yeah, it is, it is shocking what we're accommodating right now broadly in Christianity. Mm -hmm. Like really shocking. Yeah, like, let us hasten to help you to hell. Well, and I was thinking about this, too, because when when you're just being assaulted in every direction by all the pride everything, you know, flags everywhere and horrible ads everywhere and every single company logo has a flag on it. Like, it's just relentless. Uh -huh. And I was thinking, you know, we always struggle with the fact that God, in the New Testament, we're told that Lot was a righteous man. You know, like he's listed uh -huh. and you're sort of like, excuse me, look at Lot. Can we yeah. review what Lot did? But the one thing we know that he did was he was grieved by the sin that was around him. And you get the feeling that everybody else had just gotten complacent and numb to it, even if they weren't actively the ones... Yeah. trying to rape the angels you know like presumably that there I, were some other people who just kind of you know did they I tell you on here themselves. that I saw some post of someone about how much they love Lot's wife like what a great character Lot's wife is and how much she has to teach us and it was this whole thing about I just love her for that that she had to look back and then they were like, I, and I asked myself, maybe this is what Jesus meant when he said we should be salt and light in the world. Is this serious or is it, it a was serious? It was serious that maybe Jesus wants us all to be turned into a pillar of salt in our disobedience. Oh my word. I thought that That's was... That's insane. Well, it is. Well, but I just mean that like when it's everywhere, it does get to the point where you would feel like... Whatever. Whatever. You know, Should we just overlook this? But the one thing that we knew that Lot was saved because, you know, he was hospitable and we were told that. But also he was just grieved by the, by the people. And actually yeah. that was the reason he was going to be saved. He wasn't hospitable until after the fact, right? Uh-huh. After the decision. I well, Because it was the angels, came. yeah. Uh, yeah. Sorry, I'm passing a huge track. Yes, and it is, and the thing I actually think we could bring up here is that there's a difference between being grieved by the sin around you and being fascinated by it and whizzed up about it. I so agree. And that be grieved, that's don't, right. Don't be a curator of all the grossest no. things you can find and, and, and be like, show everyone. Look! The yeah. drag queens are still being gross at libraries because I know my my plan here is that I just think there's a lot of places where if Christians would leave, if Christians would pull their children from the public schools, mm -hmm. then we would have a lot of other work to do that was differently positive. That was not yeah. just constantly, you know, making ditto machine copies of the sex ed handbooks. To share with everyone. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, there is a certain kind of industry around trying to make everyone aware of the hideosity of what's going on. <laughs> and I think that there's a way to be grieved and to be pleading with God to 
spare us. You know, like I find myself praying quite often, both generally and specifically, Lord, have mercy. Like, just show mercy. Like, be merciful. Because you can't feel like, because you know what we deserve right now? A little boon of your favor. It's like, no, we don't deserve anything. And we know that our God is gracious. Anyways. Yeah, and you just kind of hope that America will start to notice that we're eating the pig food and it might be good if we Maybe in a minute we'll notice what, what a train wreck this is. To our father. Yeah, you know? totally. And it just, oh. But I think that especially women, a lot of the time, we don't actually have the capacity to bear the things right. that women are trying to bear. Yeah. And that I would put this across the board, not just gross things, but like like women who get really into the awful stories of people's health problems who they don't know or adoption or abuse tragedies details. or abuse details or like yeah. what makes you think you're fit to handle all of that no. you know and and scripture does actually give us clear uh, direction on that too like what are we supposed to be setting our mind on yeah. The sex abuse scandal in another city and another church that has nothing to do with you. Like, you're right. neither the solution nor the problem. Right. Why is that your business? Right. I avoid... I mean, that is the genre of things that I avoid yeah. without question. No. I mean, Unless I feel like it's something, the basic headline of which you ought to know to live yeah, in our country today. Yeah, or if it's today. just a direct you know, directly affects somebody that you are... You have a reason to know about it. Yeah. yeah exactly. You're not just scandal-mongering for the sake of right. scandal-mongering. Right. It is a bad impulse because... I think Christian women actually really get into it when they get into wanting to pull their skirts back from everything. They can get really Except into... that they're pulling their skirts back but spending their whole day in it. Yeah. You know? And I know, but they like the way it makes them look to be offended by it, to yeah. be like outraged by it. There's so, you know, there's but some. But that ties into what we were talking about last week because there's, there's this. It is right now very prized to be outraged and offended. Uh-huh. And so, if you don't have something of your own to be offended about, why not take up somebody else's offense? Well, here's my question: the movie Cruella. Yeah, I think it's called Cruella. I saw quite a lot of fluster. Yeah, going on but here's around. what I want to know, guys. I mean, did you think Disney was making otherwise good films? Right. Do you know what I mean? Like, do we actually think that we're living in a world where you can turn your brain filter off for Disney, and this is the first offense that has happened in that field? Yeah in a long time. Like, I'm not saying that if you went and saw Cruella and you were like, you know what, that's a horrible movie. I actually just think you're maybe naive to have gone to see Cruella in the first place. <laughs> like, of course that's a horrible movie. How could that not be a right. horrible movie? But at the same time, getting on big crusades about it seems to me to be a waste of time. Well, okay. This is... We're really hitting some disparate elements here, but uh, this is cracking me up. This is where you turn. The 2020 right. of our, this thing right here? No, the next one. The um, 2020 ness of everything, God sort of did a musical chairs move mm-hmm. and everybody up and switched seats. Yeah, totally. Because here's, here's what's killing me. Is that like, okay, the um, uh, heavyweight like weightlifter man who's who is going to the Olympics in women's, you know, that whole thing. Oh and no, I didn't know the, that that happened. I missed that bus. And then there's like... Uh, Did they make it? Yeah, he's going to the Olympics. As a woman? Uh-huh. And he was he was a man's weightlifter first. Like, he, it's just ridiculous. Anyway, so you've got Babylon that. Babylon B did do a good video about that. Oh yeah, motorcyclist. I did. I saw that. Yeah. But so you have, um, you have that kind of thing going on, and we just had, and this is something that I will say, Christian colleges are going to be hosed by this one, because Biden just, the Biden administration just did something that 
uh, Obama had been moving towards, but I think yeah. we had sort of a reprieve. But they just tied all the Title IX everything uh, yeah, yeah. to gender identity, which means every single school, if you take any federal money at all, then you have to let the men in the women's let's just room. let's just go back and revisit the that wonderful little proverb of he who takes the king's coin, coin is the king's man. the king's man so anyway uh nsa does not so nsa is okay but there are a lot of christian colleges in fact virtually all christian colleges take federal money which means now title nine is you know included yeah. to that but the funny thing to me is that, like, okay, Title IX rewind a number of years. The conservatives were all opposed to that because it was this ridiculous feminist, yeah. you know, equality thing. Now, the fact that that has morphed to the point where they are now destroying women's athletics. It shows you how much that was never actually the agenda it, in yeah, the first like place. Yeah, they're destroying yeah. women's athletics because of this. And they genuinely are destroying it. But now you have all the Christians clutching their hair and being like, no, not Title IX. It's our favorite. Don't let them destroy Title IX. And it's like, I'm sorry. Like, didn't you notice that we really should have been opposed to that? And so the fact that it's getting taken out by the left is a bit funny. And you could just let it play out. Like, why do we feel like we need to rush in and save Title IX? It matters if you're trying to save yourself from what you should have noticed a long time ago that you needed to be saved from. But I just mean your average person who's watching this happen. You've got Uh all these conservatives being like, oh no, don't they realize that that's going to destroy all of the... Women's athletics? You know, but it was like... This is, let's bring this back to last week. Just anyway. That's it. Talk like a Christian. National Talk Like a Christian Day. Oh, are you going to do it? You going to say something? No, I just think everybody should. That's a good topic for it. It's just that boys should not compete as girls. (laughs) That's dumb. You know? (laughs) That's one of the things. I did see a little meme that was something like, men have just taken women's jobs. Two men have just taken women's jobs in heavyweight weightlifting and being Miss Nevada. <laughs> Where's our gender pay gap now? We like why do we talk about there being a gender pay gap when we're saying men can be women? Yeah, yeah no. It's you know? just the whole thing. It's anyway, I just mean there's this funny sensation that all the conservatives have that we need to rush to the other side of whatever the little lefties are. Oh doing. man, it's a such but a train wreck. Where am I? Do I turn left, left. yeah. Um, but sometimes it's like you know what I think the left is devouring itself right now. Let's, so let's just let it go. Let's just let's just take a step back and let's let that play out. You guys do that. And we'll talk to you later. And we will be over here trying to build a obedient Christian culture. Yeah. You know, let's just keep in loose touch. You guys do what you do. <laughs> we'll do what we do. But if it's kind of like I don't know. It's not like it's not going to produce something more hideous and awful. Oh, I think it will. At the same, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, it totally will. It's just that it's funny to me to see conservatives defending something that 30 years ago they well, would not have defended. One thing and that. And it just shows that conservatives too have drifted uh-huh. left. I really like Dad had a blog post titled The Revolt of the Normals. And one of, the, one of the things that I think Christians just super, super need to get through their head right now is that saying and doing the most unpopular things that are true to God's word, not just saying unpopular things. Right. Just not letting good. that be the measure, but no. God's word being the measure, is that we're so mistaken in thinking that that will turn people away from the gospel. Oh, totally. Because... Because the thing is, is that it's actually not fun for boys to pretend to be women no. and for women to pretend to be it's men. It's not and a happy world. Everyone, I mean, you just have to look at it to know that it's not fun. And that that's a, that that's a thing that's so funny that we're like too much cowards to, to, to just say the truth and to live a beautiful life that will be so much more attractive yeah. than pandering to all of the confusion. Yeah. Absolutely. And I do think that the, everyone, back to the Matthew West controversy, 
uh, everybody shrieking about how this is going to hurt our witness or whatever. To go. It's like, you know what though? Um, since when is showing people what Christians look like hurting the witness? Like, you have to show them what you're inviting them into. Uh-huh. And, and if what you're inviting them into looks exactly the same as the world, then what's the point? Yeah. No, what, are, what is it even? What are you asking them to join up with? Why exactly. Not, why not stay where you are? Yeah, because there's nothing. We have nothing for you. So why why bother coming our way? Yeah, nothing new or different. Nothing maybe. to taste or see here that no. would be different than what you taste and see all the time. Right. All right, we should wrap it up. What do you have a tip? Back to Rachel's house. Biggest tip um, is to get in your attic on a hot right. day. Well, I'll tell you what it does. Get in your me. attic and organize your fur coats. If you have a house that does not have AC, go spend a spell in the attic and it will make you appreciate your rest of your house. <laughs> <laughs> My tip uh, for hot weather is to take a very cold shower before bed such that your hot room feels really peaceful long enough for you to fall asleep. Yeah. And well, not get stuffy. I think that we have made progress also because it is now only 102, whereas it was, it was 106 when I arrived at your house. Yeah, so things are really shaping up in the world. Yeah, they are. We're when in Idaho, right it's dry heat. So there's that it's just roasty, toasty. It's, it's like getting in a toaster. It's not, there's no moistness. There's a side to it that feels moist when you're in the attic. Well, that's different. Yeah, it, that's it, true. You wonder where is this humidity coming from, and it's like, ah, it's the steam rising from my skin. Hideous, <laughs> hideous. All right, guys, well, that hot tip from Becca. <laughs> I like to literally a hot tip. Let's go. Wow, there's, there are loose goats having to fight in the oh. street right there. Oh, I missed it. Yeah. Woo. Dodge oh, that. I, I think it. the heat must be making them testy. <laughs> All right. Until next time. Right. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.